How are we doing this morning, Christway? Y'all feeling good this morning? I hope so. I hope so. Now, there are some people who may be a light like I was. Uh, the first time I heard somebody like yell in church, it kind of freaked me out a little bit because in church you're supposed to be very quiet. Shh, don't say anything. And so you may be here and you may be thinking, man, I, I still, I want you to know I understand. Okay, I grew up there as well. And one of the things that I came to realization of, and maybe I can help you kind of come to that realization as well, is that it's really kind of a man-made thing. It's kind of what church kind of, we got to that point where it feels a little more comfortable. If everybody's just quiet, we can just watch the show, all right? And that is, but if you look throughout the scriptures, God didn't really set it up that way, okay? Because God said whenever you enter into his presence, you enter into his presence with thanksgiving, with praise, with shouts of joy. And I'm like, I'm reading this. I'm like, well, just don't do that in church, right? And I'm reading through this, and I I love the Psalms. How many people love the Psalms? Anybody got any Psalms? Man, I just love the Psalms. I do too. We are one, okay? I'm going to read one of them now. Psalms 118. I want you to hear this. It says, The Lord is my strength and my defense. In other words, He is your strength when you're in battle. Now, Christians, believers, followers, listen. We're called to be in battle, okay? Understand that. I know that we're like, no, we want to go to our comfort zone, our little holy bubble, right? We want to go there. But, by, but God's like, no, no, no. I'm going to help you as you go into battle. And we're like, no, no, no. We don't want to go in battle. Shh, be quiet. Let's be quiet. No, that's not what he's saying here. He says, he has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. And I'm like, I'm one of those. I'm one of the right. I'm I'm like, God, that's me. I want to be a shouter. I want to be joy. And then he goes on. He finishes up. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I love that. Listen, Christ's way. I know, I know, I know that sometimes I have one of these deep, crazy teachings. And you just kind of sit back and go, oh. Like that, right? This morning is going to be interactive, all right? This is where we have fun together. And maybe you've been to church. Well, no, we don't interact. We just watch. We just watch the show. Well, this morning we're going to ask you to interact with us because God hasn't called his people, right, to sit back and be comfortable. He hasn't. He called us to kind of get rattled. And this morning, I want us to get rattled a little bit. Now, now I know that kind of may uh, be a little bit. I want you to know that we are a Southern Baptist church, okay? So if you get kind of, well, oh, I don't want any rattling going on, okay? Uh, that, that's okay. We, we, theologically, we're right in there. But methodology, we get a little crazy, okay? And this morning, I want us to look at something as a church. Now, if, you are, if you've been coming to Christ's way or if, if you've been coming to Christ's way, this I'm going to re- really kind of be talking at you, okay? So you're right engaging. If you're checking out Christ's way, maybe you're just kind of visiting, all right? You, actually, you may want to listen in a little closer because you're going to find out what we're all about. You probably picked the right Sunday to come and check us out because this morning you're going to find out where God is leading us, okay? So are y'all ready? 
All right. Remember, we're interacting. We're coming along. All right. So I'm going to take you along. Don't get comfortable. All right. No online shopping. All right. Come stay with me. All right. Because our thing that we have said many times is we're changing the way you think about church. That is a cool thing. Right? I mean, we love to put that on you know, T-shirts. And I love, whenever I go out, people read my T-shirts and go, that is so cool. Changing the way you think about church. That's awesome. That's what we need. But here's the thing I want you to realize. Christway, just focus in with me just for a moment. Okay? Changing the way you think about church is not easy at all. It's not it's a great thing, and we love it, and we love the whole mindset of what it is. But you and I have to realize if we really are following that, it's not easy. And we have to realize that because we want to follow back into what's easy, right? I want to, I want to just look at some of the things that God has kind of called us to focus in on and how it's not easy. One of the things he called us to do is engage young families. Now, that's, that's really a, a, a heart that most people should be because, listen, we have to ask ourselves, now let's be real, why are most young families and most young people walking away from church? And that's the majority. That's in, in America today, the majority of young families and young people are walking away from church. We have to go, why? And that's because we say we want to engage young families, but sometimes it's too hard and we don't do it. Because let's face it, in order to engage young families, you gotta, you got to take care of their kids. you got to take care of their children. We, are, we invest so much in our treehouse and wahoo over there. We are. But listen, I'm just, let's just be real, okay? If you're serving over in the wahoo, never, never is there going to be a Sunday morning where one of those preschoolers is going to go up to you and say, that was an amazing service. That, I just want you to know, the way you handed out those goldfish this morning were 8-1. It was awesome. They're never going to do that. They're just going to throw up on you. That's all, right? But we have to realize God has called us to engage young families. And a lot of times young families, they don't have a lot of extra resources and a lot of extra time. And we've got to come alongside of them. Our goal is that a, a teenager and his, his family, they all come together and they worship together. Just as strong. And so engaging young families is not easy. But it's what God called us to do. other thing is, we do not get caught up in church politics. Can I get an amen in the house? Amen. Right. We don't. And we, we, we have such freedom in that. All right. I mean, we're not just saying we don't get caught up in church politics. We really don't have church politics. Actually, we don't even have committees here at our church. And you go, is it so? Could it be? And it is, honestly. But it is so freeing, but it is difficult. Because the other side of it is people come up and say, well, I just don't know everything that's going on. We don't ever have church business meetings on Wednesday nights. Thank you, Jesus, we don't have church business meetings on Wednesday nights. It's a good opportunity for everybody to yell at each other, right? We don't do church politics. Uh, we, don't, uh, we don't have church Splits, which is what you have when you have church votes, right? And so we don't do that. We actually do it the way God called it. He said, hey, establish. And this is actually found in Acts. He lays it out for us. Establish a group of elders 
to govern the church. And we're like, okay, you know? And it works. How about that? God knew that all along. Isn't that amazing? Right? We just followed it. So, but listen, avoiding church politics is not easy. But it is so freeing, right? The third thing we know is that God has called us to engage the unchurched. That's not easy. You know why? Because church people expect unchurched people to act churched. You ever notice that? It's like, well, well you know, they're not. Well, I know. We're, that's the exciting part. Because they've got all this joy. They've got all this new. they got all this, oh, and it's like, oh, it's so cool. And we, that's the reason we just, we just love, love, love. Being the church that unchurched people like to be a part of. And if you're here this morning, I want you to know we gear up everything just because it's you. we know you're here this morning. And we're excited you're here. So, listen, when you come down to it, let's kind of bring it back down, down to base. Changing the way you think about church is not easy. But it's what God called us to do. And so this morning, I want us, we, we just about, uh, about two months ago, we started as a church on a journey. It was a powerful journey. It's a powerful journey. We started on a journey that God called us on. And this morning, what I want to do is I just want to kind of regather the troops this morning. Can we do that this morning? I want us to regather the troops. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of realign, refocus on what God called us to do. So I'm going to kind of, if you weren't here then, I know it was during the summer and everybody was vacationing and all that. If you weren't here during that time, this morning, you can kind of get understanding, right? Or if you're like, I just have been kind of I haven't really gotten an understanding of exactly what we're doing with the charge of the valley. This morning, you picked a great morning because I'm going to kind of re-glance by it, right? You know, what a, you know what a glance by is, right? That's, that's what your kids do when they say they're studying, right? I just glance by it, you know, God, God help me, right? That's the point. They, well, this morning, we're going to glance by it. So get ready, okay? Because you're going to, if you don't know, you're about to experience. And, but I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of energy in this. So I'm going to preach hard so you respond hard, okay? All right, no, I know sitting back, all right, no daydreaming. Stay with me, and we'll have a good time. All right, so what we talked about, Charging the Valley, is we went to 1 Samuel, is David and the giant. Now, everybody's heard of David and the giant, right? We, we, we know that we've seen the stories or all that, and you got David and the, the giant. So this morning, we're going to revisit that cool story, all right? But we're going to have a little fun with it, too, as well. All right? So get ready. We're going to talk about this story. It's found in 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. This is where it goes. It says, and the Philistines, that's the bad guys. Everybody say bad guys. That's the bad guys, the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountaintop on the one side. Bad guys on the mountain on their one side. And the Israel, that's the good guys. That's the people of God. And Israel stood on the mountain on the other side with a valley between them. All right? So you got the bad guys. The Philistines are on one side. They're on their mountaintop. And then on the other side, you've got the people of God. God's people. Right? God's people on the other side with a valley between it. Right? And there is nothing in that valley. I'm telling you, grasshoppers won't even get in that valley because they know there's something bad bad to happen right there, right? So the valley is quiet. And so you got the bad guys, good guys, and both of them 
are on their mountaintops. Now, let's just, let's just face it, okay? We like mountaintops. I mean, don't we all? Because mountaintops, when you're on the mountaintop, you can see everything, right? And so they're on their mountaintop, and they're safe. Because nobody can sneak up on you when you're in a mountaintop, right? Because you can see all the way around you, right? So there's nobody going to sneak up on you. So they're on their mountaintop, and they're safe, and they've gotten comfortable. They've kind of built their camp up there. They've got their fire. They're singing the kumbaya. Everything's good. good. Everybody's comfortable. And so they stayed on their mountaintop, and the bad guys stayed on their mountaintop. And neither one of them would go into the valley. You know why? Because battles are fought in the valley. And neither one of them wanted to go into the valley. They wanted to stay in comfort. They wanted to stay where it's safe, on the mountaintop. But nothing was happening. So this is, this is where it's happening. And then all of a sudden, you've got this giant, right? He's called the guy from Goth, all right? That's, that's, he's from Goth, and he's a guy, so he's the guy from Goth. The guy from Goth would come into the valley twice a day. And he would taunt the people of God, say, you guys are nothing, right? Send somebody down if you're so bad, right? If you believe that God is with you, come on down the valley. They're like, uh, nope. No, I don't think so. And they, they didn't. And you know, the Bible says they were stricken with fear. And here's the thing. Christway, people, everybody. We stay on our mountaintop, and we don't charge the valley and to go into battles because we don't think God is with us. That's what happened with the people of God. They didn't think God was with them. And so they stayed up there. The Bible said they stayed up there too long. So they stayed up there for 40 days, and they wouldn't come down. Because it said they were in fear. They wanted to stay where it's safe. But listen, no victory happens on the mountaintop. I like the mountaintops, and sometimes I like to go up there and retreat, and just it feels good. But listen, the growth happens in the valley. Victories are won in the valley. But neither group wanted to come down to the valley. So, Let's find out where David is. We know this David. Where's David coming into the story? Well, David actually was too young to go to battle. So he was at home with mommy and dad. Well, with daddy. We know with daddy. He was with daddy at home because he was about 15 years old at this time. And the Bible says he was ruddy. Okay, so he was probably kind of skinny and frail. He's kind of a a small guy, 15-year-old teenager. And so he was at home, and his dad said... Hey, David, I know your brothers are fighting in the valley. They're fighting against the Philistines, and they're probably wearing them out. So why don't you take some food to them and encourage them? Because David's dad said, well, surely they're all fighting together. And actually, this is what he said. Now, when you read this, you may go, ooh, but you have to realize this is what David's dad was thinking should happen. All right? Now, Saul and they, who are they? That's the brothers of David. Saul, which is the king, and they, the brothers, and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Eli fighting with the Philistines. No, they weren't, Dad. 
<laughs> they were on the mountaintop hanging out. You think they're fighting in the valley. They're not. They're, they're actually on the mountaintop because they're too scared to run down and charge the valley. You know why they were too scared? Because they didn't think that God was with them. And then what happens? Well, David comes along, little kid, right? And he's like, What's happening, guys? What are y'all doing up here on this mountaintop? Why is nobody going down to that, that, that giant? Why is nobody going and charging the valley? And so he kind of gets on to them, and they get mad at David, saying, you don't know what you're talking about. So there's a, a big fight goes on between the brothers and David. Because David's like, I don't understand. Why are y'all not charging the valley? God is with you. You are the people of God. Because if you're the people of God and you believe God is with you, you're going to charge the valley. But they didn't. And so what happened is, David went to the king, King Saul, and told Saul, I will go. And Saul looked at him and was like, but you're a kid. You're a kid. And you're not even big enough to put on, on armor. You're so small. And David said, yeah, you think so? David said, I took on a lion. Have you ever done that? Right? David's like, I took on a lion. I'm not talking about with a gun. Right? I'm talking about with a rock. I took on a lion. I took on a bear. You know why? Because I knew that God was with me. And because I knew God was with me, I went at her. After a lion. Because I knew God was with me, I went after a bear. And because I know God is with me, I'm going to go after that giant. You know what Saul said? Go and may the Lord be with you. Because there ain't no other way you're going to win, right? That's what he's thinking, right? So that's what, that's what David did. David went down. This is, this is the story. This is what it says. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the brook and put them in his shepherd's pouch. He chose five stones. Now, there's a lot of debate about why he chose five stones. All right, I think that he chose five stones because he was thinking, well, just in case the party gets crazy all right, and some other people want to join in, I, got, I, can, I can take them too. I think that's the reason he did it. But he chose five stones. From the brook. Now, I don't know if you know enough about geography to know, but brooks have, are in the valley, right? Waters run through the valley. They don't run on the top of the mountain. And so he had to go down in the valley and grab up smooth stones. And he went after this giant. You know why? Why would a, why would a teenage, a strawny 15-year-old teenager go after a giant other than he knew God was with him. And you'll do amazing things when you know God is with you. So, what happens? He takes those stones. Now, here's what a lot of us would do. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing this right here, too. Here's what a lot of us would do. If we saw a giant, right, in our lives... What church people like to do is we kind of drag towards the giant, right? A little bit like this. Oh, God, and I pray that you've got to make this stone do good, right? We do that, or, or, or we do this. This is, this is really good. 
I think I want to pray about this a little longer, right? I'm going to call the prayer chain, right? I'm going to get the prayer chain together, and we're just going to pray about this for another week, and then maybe I'll go towards the. I'm going to pray another week. Maybe I'll ask God if he wants me to. That's what we like to do, right? Because really, we don't want to charge the valley. We just kind of want to drag towards it a little bit, right? We want to see if everybody else is going to charge first, right? That's what Christians like to do. We want to see if everybody else is going to, and then maybe we will. That's not the way David did. Look what this little kid did. It says, when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly towards the battle. David, David didn't just drag. No, he got that thing. It's like, ooh, I got something for you. That, that's how he ran. He ran at him as quick as he could. Now, think about this. Think about this for a second. Okay, You, you go with me, okay? Think about this. What do you think that giant was thinking at that moment? Think about that. Here's this giant, and there's this little scrawny, ruddy, 15-year-old kid running wide open with him with nothing but a rock. You know what that giant was thinking? That kid's crazy. There's nothing more dangerous than a crazy teenager. Nothing. Right? So he's looking at him like, what is that guy? This kid's, there's something wrong with this kid because he's like, I got this. He's coming right at him. And you know how he did it, don't you? He's coming out, it's like, ah, shoo, pow, out. End of story. Right? I promise you, if you knock out a a giant with a rock, I'm going to clap for you. I really will. And that's what he did. He took that giant out because he ran with confidence. You know why he ran with confidence? Because he knew that God was with him. He didn't have confidence in that rock. He had confidence in the Lord God Almighty was with him, and he was running wide open towards it. That's what the people of God do when they know that God is with them. Why? Why across this country have church people gotten so comfortable on their mountaintop? Why why do we come to see the show instead of joining in? Our lives are too busy? I don't know. But what happened here was an amazing, amazing victory. But I want you to pay attention to something very, very close, especially if you've heard this this story a million times. I want you to pay something very, very close. The victory was not won because David slew the giant. That's not when the victory was won. The Philistines were not defeated because David killed the giant. Because if David just killed that giant... And then stood there, David had four more stones left, not 400,000. Those those Philistines would have come down and just wore him out. They'd have killed and slown him. That would have been bad. But that's not what happened, right? Here's what happened. Here's what happened. This is the greatest thing. And if you go home today, I want you to go home with this truth. I want you to remember this, okay? The victory happened because the people of God who were on their mountaintop looked and saw what God did through David 
and realize God is with us. Immediately they realize, I just saw a 15-year-old scrawny teenager destroy a giant. God is with us. And when they saw that, they did what everyone else who knows that God is with them would do. They charged the valley. And that's, that's what it says. And the men of Israel, the good guys, right? And Judah arose with a shout, right? Shh, not in church. Shout and pursued the Philistines. They charged the valley. Why did they charge the valley? They've been up there 40 days. Why did they charge the valley? Because all of a sudden they knew that God was with them. And they did what anyone else would do who knows that God is with them. They charged the valley. Fear was gone because they charged the valley. They knew God was with them. Christ's way. Here we are today. And I ask you, do you believe that God is with you? Because if you do, then we need to charge the valley together as God's people, right? The David did not win the victory over the Philistines. It was when they charged the valley together that the Philistines, the bad, was, was defeated. And that's what we need to do. We, we don't need to come and watch the show. We don't need to sit on the top and go, oh, I hope he gets him. We need to say everyone, every person is charged in the valley together. We're all going together. And that's what God's called each of us to do. He's called us on a four-month journey. We started this eight weeks ago. And, and our goal in this, this, this journey is for stronger discipleship, and I underlined it and put it in a different color so that everybody would catch the and, and reaching further. All right, because because this is this is what we do. This is what I mean. I we all do this, right? When someone says we're going to focus on discipleship, immediately everyone starts thinking, well, that means we're going to sh- turn our back on the world and just focus inward. That's when someone says we're going to become focused on discipleship. They immediately say, oh, well, that means we're just going to focus on us getting deeper, us getting stronger, us. That's what they think. But God's like. Uh Uh-uh, no, because God put a big and in there and reaching further. So you're actually, we're we're called to deeper discipleship and reaching further. And you go, how can we do that? We can do that like anyone would who knew God was with them. As we charge the valley together, each one of us. Now listen, we did this, uh, it was eight weeks ago. It was absolutely amazing. We were like, yes, this is what we did. And we had an amazing service. Everyone came down front and was like, oh, it's so cool, right? Because we were like, let's charge, let's do this. I don't want to be comfortable any longer. I don't want to be bored. I don't know if you are, but I don't want to be bored with Christianity. Some people get bored with Christianity. We should never get bored with Christianity. Because we are in a battle. We're in a battle that God's called us to be. And now we talked about this is what we're going to do. As a church, we're picking up five stones to go into battle. Five stones. And here's our five, five stones. One is prayer. 
And that means, man, we're just praying. And, and this has been really cool to watch the church. Man, I, we, we've been serious about prayer. I mean, we've been coming in and before church, and there's just groups who just pray, praying for this journey. But prayer, the second one is sacrificial giving, right? Now, I, it's like, well, I'm already giving. I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about going deep. I'm talking about for four months, we're sacrificially giving. That means I want to live simply so that others can simply live. And listen what will happen. When you sacrificially give, God changes you. I know you're like, well, no, no, what, what I'm giving to. No, no, no. God changes you. And that's the reason. Jesus said, he said this, he says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Not is, will be. In other words, wherever you want your heart to go, send your treasure there, and it'll be there, right? You tell a teenager, hey, you go raise your own money to buy your own car, watch how many times he cleans that car, right? Right? We know how that works, right? If I buy a house that and I used to be renting, all of a sudden, man, I'm keeping that house well because I've put my treasure in there. And that's the way we are. Listen, if you want your heart to be in God's work... Put your treasure there and watch your heart follow it. That's the reason Jesus said that. Third thing is reaching out. Reaching out. Listen, this this should be easy for us because we're Christ's way. And that's just kind of our heart is reaching out, right? And the other thing is is you got an awesome church to invite people to. (laughs) I really, I struggle with this one because I don't understand why would anybody want to go anywhere else? I really can't understand that. I mean, because we, we have a church that's, that's, that's fun, but we also are madly in love with Jesus, and we're touching the world for Christ. Why would anyone go anywhere else? That's just the way I think, though, okay? Because I just love you guys, right? The other one is faithful attendance, all right? This is the difference between coming to watch the game and jumping on the field, all right? I'm inviting you to suit up and come on the field. All right, everyone, to get in to get, get into to what God is doing. And then the fourth, fifth one is serving. And then, oh, oh, there's the, that's the difficult one. I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult. But listen, I want to I use a little illustration here for you. Yep, stay with me on this. God calls us the family of God, right? I mean, that's, that's what he calls. When we come together as a church, we're the family of God. Okay, so we're family. Okay, can you imagine sitting at the table with your family, right? Mom, dad, all the kids. And one of your kids says, you know, I just want to come to the table. I just want to get fed. I don't want to do anything, though. I don't want to contribute. I want to let all of you kind of do all of that. I just want to come and get fed. How would that go, mom and dad? How would that go? He's like, you know, the, the whole mowing the grass thing, it's just kind of overdone. I don't want to, you guys, y'all can do that. Y'all can mow, you guys can take out the garbage. I'm just going to come and get fed. How would that work out in your family? How would that work with your other siblings? And then this is what will happen next. Watch, this, this is very clear, okay? A few months later, that same kid comes and sits at the table and says this. I just don't feel connected to you guys, right? And that is the next thing. And then your, your dad would say, you're not. 
but you're about to be, right? That's what would happen next. (laughs) So serving is really us being family. So those are the five stones we realize, okay, God's called us to these five stones to pick up, to run into battle. And it's amazing. Listen, can I just... I don't, can I just share with you? I know it's only been eight weeks. You're like, well, we've been only doing this eight weeks. Can I just share with you what has just happened in just eight weeks? I mean, would, would that be all right? all right? Because I think that you guys need to know that over 70 people have come to know Jesus in foreign countries through your sending people out just in eight weeks. In eight weeks. Right. Just in this last eight weeks, we have baptized 30 people, right? We have in this, right. In this worship center, in this worship center, 18 people have come to know Jesus just in the last eight weeks. Just in the last eight weeks, right? 660 people have signed up for life groups. I, I can go on and on, and you're going, this could not have all just happened. Yes, we have sent disaster reliefs to the hurricane uh, victims in, in Houston. One just went to Kentucky. We've all done this and just last. And this has all happened in eight weeks. I wish I could remember all the other stuff. And you're like, this all could not just have happened in just the eight weeks. Yes, it has. We had a team go to Peru. We had, a, and you're like, this can't. Yes, it can. But God's like saying, I'm just getting warmed up, right? He's like, come on. Now, we've just started eight weeks, and we have got an amazing. God's like, wait till you see. You're just getting a taste of what I'm about to unload on you guys. It's going to be amazing. But you guys have got to get ready. And here's the question. Here's the question. This is every. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how new you are to Christ's way. Welcome if you are new. All right? I don't care. I'm saying that this is an all-hands-on-deck. And God has called us to regain the troops and get ready because we've got to push hard towards the end of this. We've got to push hard and further. And so here's the question I want to leave you with, Christ's way. I want to leave every one of you with these questions, three questions. One is, do you believe that the victory is won? Two. Do you believe that God is with you? And then three, are you ready to charge the valley together as a church?